We are approaching the business end of the Premier League season and there is no bigger clash than the one this Wednesday. It is Manchester City versus Arsenal. Top of the table clash. Today, we're going to break it down. We're going to analyse it and ultimately pick a winner. Roll that intro. Welcome back to the Lost in Possession podcast. First things first, do us a quick favour, hit the like button and hit that subscribe button, please. It's free and it takes two seconds. Let's get straight into it. No messing about. As I said before, the biggest game of the season is coming up this Wednesday at the Etihad Stadium. Man City versus Arsenal. The two teams who have run the Premier League this year go head to head in what many are calling a title decider. So we will kick things off. Jamie, we'll start with you. We'll come to the home team first. How important is this game in deciding who wins the Premier League title? Um, It's a tough one because I actually don't think this fully decides the title race because there's still some tough fixtures to go for both teams. Uh, That means... If Arsenal win, they're technically got it in their hands to win the title. But then they've got the tough away game at Newcastle and you've just seen Spurs get battered by them. Whereas we've got tough sort of away games. The final two I want to point out, which is Brighton away and Brentford away. They're tough games to go to. So I don't think it's the nail on the coffin if either team win. But you've got to be, if you win you're well up for it. Like, the like morale will be through the roof. I think especially more if Arsenal win it because their morale at the moment, after the last three results, is a bit down. The mood at Arsenal, you've seen AFTV very much on the, oh, City are a great team and all this stuff now, whereas before it was, we're winning the league, we're winning the league, we're winning the league. So it's, yeah, I don't think it's a full title decider, but it could, it like, it could spiral into that. Let's say City win, that'd be four games, Arsenal not one on the bounce. Do they just then, do they turn it around or do they just go to the next game with very low confidence, season in their minds, possibly season over, and then fall apart? But I think Reese will be hoping they don't do that, but he might predict the same. <laughs> yeah, well, Reese, you, you've obviously been vocal in, in the last few podcasts about, you know, you were never in the race. Obviously, mathematically, that, that's not correct. Looking at the points, obviously, where we stand at the minute, Arsenal are, are five points clear. City obviously have two games in hand. So it is in City's hands based on, on that. But... If Arsenal do get a win here, suddenly it's then back in Arsenal's hands, despite all the recent negativity, despite the losses and, and well, the draws, I guess, the dropping of points. How important is it for Arsenal to put in a shift here and, and bounce back from what's been happening? Uh, they've got no choice. I mean, literally, they've, they should be 11 points clear, but they threw away three silly games. I mean, Anfield probably not, but but they've now put themselves in that situation where they've got the hard work and it's exactly the same as last year. And everyone goes, oh yeah, but there's still Spurs to play. They'd already done all the work for Spurs. 
they were absolutely emotionally, mentally shattered. And everyone's now going, City, what about City? So they all forgot Southampton. They all forgot West Ham and look what happened. They've literally done it again. They can't cope with the pressure. They have no choice but to go and put a performance in. But they've completely knackered themselves. I mean, we haven't even won. We haven't beaten Man City in the league, I think, since 2015. Something like that. And that was a 2-1 home win. Since then, you know, it's been draw, win, draw, loss in the FA Cup. You know, it's it's been insane. I mean, we haven't even beaten Man City in the last seven games or something like that. In all I, think, I think it's 11. I think it's 11 now. Something like that. And the last time we beat you... Oh, no, sorry. League is 11. I think you've beaten us in the FA Cup in that that's, time. That's ridiculous. Yeah, we beat you in the FA Cup once, and that was when we went on to go and win it in yeah. 2020. That's not good enough. I know Man City are good, but come on. That's shocking. Yeah, like that's shocking, like shocking. You have, other, you have other teams who go to, say, Anfield and have a crap record, but to have it home and away for a team as big as Arsenal, it's very unusual. I know, I know we've been below par for a few years. So you can excuse it a little bit. But if you're supposed to be one of the big teams in the country, your record can't be that poor. And funnily enough, Arsenal's record is genuinely quite poor against all these big six teams away from home, which which really does say it all. Um, it's, they've got no choice but to go there and perform, but I just don't see how they're going to do it. They can try, but they've, they're going to get absolutely battered. They might create some space with John Stone's plan in midfield. They might be able to create some space there, but I just look at the team and I just think Saliba's gone. Gabriel, he'll decide what when he wants to lose his head, when he wants to lose his head. Ramsdale will either get you, keep you the three points or chuck him away like he did at Southampton. He, There's too many players on there, a little bit too unpredictable for me in a game like this, and that's why I don't think they have the mentality to do it. Well, I think Saliba being out is a huge blow. Yeah. For Arsenal, because he was sort of, I think there was rumours that he might be, he might be back for it, but I don't know if that was just hope rather than actual stuff. But him being out, so you've got to have Holding playing centre half. Now he played in the FA Cup against Haaland. He got booked, and arguably, I was calling for a red because he he made two th- he did two things, and if he does this in this game, he will probably get sent off. He was just grabbing Haaland and just stopping him running and if you're going to do that all game you're going to be in for a long night and so he, he did that at Spurs last year he kept doing it and he got he got pulled up on it so I like Rob Holden as a defender but when it comes to big games like this you can't you can't have him in there doing that you're going to have to move Ben White to centre-back you know you got no choice I, I like Rob Holding a lot but, but if he's going to do like you know if that's what he does then why <laughs> Why put him in? You don't want to go down to ten men really quickly. Yeah. Otherwise, we might as well just might as well just get five players sent off the pitch to take the three 0 defeat. Well, before before I guess before we move on to sort of breaking it down, who who has the edge at the minute? To to push back on your point, Reese. Obviously, we've said about the pressure of getting too much for Arsenal. Um, they've dropped points now three games in a row. Everyone's now saying City have won the title when it's over. No one expects Arsenal to go to the Etihad and win. So. Could you argue the pressure's off them now completely and actually the Arsenal players will bounce back and, and, and thrive under this position? In some ways, you can say the pressure's off them, but because they're still top, you can't. I I just I think they know this is, when I say a be-all and end-all, but I think that's their worst fit. 
I look at Man City, you know, they do have an attitude of, well, this is our last game, we're going to go for it. I don't think Arsenal have that. They're just too young. They're just too young. And that, that's, that is what it is. I think they they don't look at this and go, let's go for it. I think they look at this and go, oh, good God, like we're in this situation, you know, similar to last year. What are we going to do? Let's hope it's not seven. You know, it. I mean, it shouldn't be seven, but it could be a four. They're not careful. I do think this has sort of come to what we've sort of said, I think it's been the issue. I think since, possibly since around January, Arsenal have just conceded too many goals and Saliba was in the side for then. So it's not, I'm not blaming Rob Holding. I know I've brought him up, but the defence, but that seems to be the problem. So I'm confident that City will score at least one. So it means Arsenal have to come and score two. And defensively, we've improved quite a lot. And you didn't, like obviously different game, it's gonna be a different game, but you didn't score two at home versus us. So that's where I feel like that's where I'm I'm a quite confident in this. But that I just think that Southampton game has just flipped it on its head because Arsenal could come for a draw before that game. And now that they have to win in terms of keeping it all in their own hands and let's say no one else drop no one other drops points, they have to win now. And I think that creates pressure because taking a draw, you're, you're winning or drawing. That's just that's you treat that like a normal game. But having to win, knowing that a draw's nowhere near good enough against the top side, can I think give City the edge because at some point Arsenal are going to have to go for it, and there will be holes left behind, whether it's in midfield or it's in defence. That's the problem. Yeah, I think. I was going to say, sorry, just to jump in. I, I do agree with what you're saying. And it, it, it's changed the mentality slightly now they've dropped it points and, and they need to win. But I Arsenal are not a team who are going to change and start going, you know, five at the back, sit in, you know, let, let City late season. So tactically for the game, I actually don't think it changes anything. If this was like maybe, you know, a Chelsea of old where, you know, Mourinho, Chelsea, where they, you know, they're going to change and sit deep and, and make it hard. Arsenal haven't been that side this season, um, so I don't, I no. don't actually think it's going to change the game tactically. I don't think it's going to change the starting lineup or the first 30, 45 minutes. But there will be a point in the game. Let's say it's nil nil, and we're at the seventieth minute. Arsenal have to go for it, and that's where they could be exposed late on in the game where they have to win. That's the problem, I think. That's why I was still happy after the sort of comeback to get to 3-3 against Southampton. Because I was like, it still means they have to come and win, which means they're going to be exposed at some point. Now, if they get an early goal, <laughs> it all goes like that changes it. But that's relying on something quite specific really unless they go at all guns blazing right from the start the thing, to try and tactically get it's a strange game man city don't have to go for it but the, the power is with them they know arsenal can't afford to lose this game man city can afford to get a point if they really want to because you know so arsenal have to go for it them getting an early goal is the worst thing they could get because man city will just lay siege to them. do you mean city getting an early goal or if arsenal got an early goal mm. city will just lay siege to that goal that's not a great thing. City get an early goal. Arsenal have time to get something back, but tactically, City don't have to go for it. 
that they can just not sit back, obviously, but they know that Arsenal have got no choice. So they'll just wait. Yeah. And this is the problem they've created for themselves. And I, I echoed this a few weeks ago after the Liverpool game. They're not going to cope with West Ham. They And now they have no choice but to go to City and win. They could have had those last two games, won those, gone there for a draw or even defeat if they wanted it. You know, they've put this pressure on themselves and unfortunately you reap what you sow. Well, to make the case for Arsenal... Football 101. <laughs> don't, don't put yourself in these situations. It's their own fault. It's the basics of football, as Delph once famously said. <laughs> on Amazon Prime. But um, we got we got a, we got a, well the the way to analyze it I guess is Garth the most recent game at the Etihad, which was the FA Cup, and I, I, I know I appreciate it was a couple of months ago, but it, for me personally watching that game, I thought it was pretty even. I I don't think City dominated in the way we've seen them do it to big teams, and I, I'd I'd go as far as to say it, it was a bit of a lucky win, you know, a draw. I think for me looking at that game, I, I think would have been fair. So I don't think it's that unrealistic. Like you just got, I know obviously you know, it's beating, beating City in the Etihad. It's, it's not something that happens a lot. But it's just one moment. It's just, you know, we've seen Odegaard and Saka and Martinelli, what they can do. It's just a penalty. It's just a, you know, lucky cross. Like it can happen. Yeah, but that was a completely different time of the season. Because then they met, was it a few weeks later, a couple of weeks later, and Man City stuffed them 3-1. So it goes goes to show the time of the season you play them is so massive because that's where the mentality all comes into it. If we were playing Man City six weeks ago, we might have nicked a point. We might have done. But now we're going where the pressure's on. This is the worst possible thing. And let's not forget the fixtures still to go after. Yeah. You know, this they need to just be careful it's not a cricket score. And as negative as that sounds, that they need to really pull themselves together. It's not going to be a cricket score. It if, be, if it, it ends, I think, the, I think the biggest score it will end is 3-1. That's the, the biggest they score. Lucky that Man United can't seem to get their act together. You know, otherwise, you they, 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 they're near closing that gap, but they need to... Re- with that. You've got to think how, how many points have both these teams dropped, and it's... It's an exceptional record. Back. You talk about other seasons, like forget before sort of the Pep era of City getting 198 points, blah, blah, blah. That That's not normal. And what Arsenal are doing is actually rising to that level. So let, if it was just other seasons, like previous to that, Arsenal would be walking the title. So I don't really, I think it's a bit harsh to say well, on it's that. Testament, it's testament to City though how high the standard is, you could get 99 points and probably not even win the league. It's well, testament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also questions about the league as a whole, but but testament to City for being able to push you this far. Like, like if you're going to win it, you're beating the best team that the Premier League has actually ever had. So, I also want to disagree with Jordan's point about talking about the FA Cup game because I think City and Arsenal are at different moments at that point. Arsenal were on a, I can't remember how, they were un, unbeaten for quite a while. And that went before the World Cup and after. They might have had Jesus out for that is the difference. But at that time, City were talk, talked about being completely off it. And people were saying, I think it was quite a lot of Liverpool fans, to be honest, are saying, oh, you're only going to beat City because City are so off it. Whereas now, we're, we're, we're not off it. 
Like we might we might be off it on Wednesday, but for the what's been showing, we've not been off it. So that's where I feel that's a bit different to the FA Cup game. And I think an FA Cup game, was it the third round I think we played or was it the fourth? It was one of the two. That means less than what this game does. So the pressure on that game is completely different, I think, to this. And I think both teams are in a bit different moments to what it was. But I don't also see it being a cricket score. I see it being tight. And I do see Arsenal having a lot lot of the ball. But we saw that at the Emirates. And we've seen City fairly recently play Bayern Munich and let them have a lot of the ball. And if it wasn't for a penalty rule in the Champions League, City would have kept two clean sheets against Bayern as well. So it's like we can give up the ball and still defend well. Whereas probably back when it was the FA Cup around that time, people would question our defence heavily. So I think that's a difference as well, isn't it? Yeah, you're hitting form at the right time as well. And yeah. I guess I guess that, you know, my next question was was who has the edge in this game and why I guess, you know, we <clears> pretty much answered that. Arsenal out of form slightly. City yeah, in I mean, form at the right time. Completely out of form. They're low on confidence, yeah. Out of form... If, if you would have said last year you go to West Ham, get a point, Anfield, get a point, you know, you're not going to be too disheartened with that. They're low on confidence. I think I think your point about the edges is, is a good one because I think, and I always say this, teams that sacrifice competitions for a league, for example, tend to always come up short. And I think if we would have stayed in the Europa League at least, as silly as that sounds, there'd have been a couple of games, I think it'd have been Juventus we would have drawn. Yeah. We could have... You know, if it could have been now where we'd have lost maybe to Juventus and then that way we've still got the focus on the league. I think going out of it that early means we've now got nothing if the form starts to turn, as silly as that sounds. It's like, oh, we're out of the yeah. league. We can go back and you can get it right again. Whereas now we've got no choice. We're stuck with the league. And I don't blame Arteta for doing that. But I also think, you know, what if you'd have just held out for another round, you know, we could have at least been looking at a chance to go, okay, we can bounce back better. I think that does play into what we, we've we previously said on podcast, Arsenal being a momentum team. When you have to wait a week to change your momentum, it's sometimes not quick enough. So keeping the momentum going could could have been a beneficial factor, but I don't think you rested that much. You still probably should have beaten Sporting, and if it wasn't for a nearly halfway line goal, you'd have been through and then you went out on penalties and then it's it's potluck in that instance. So I don't think you threw it away concentrating just on the league, but I think after you lost, that's when the comments came out more, oh, we'll focus on the league. It was only because you lost. Otherwise, you would have been like, we're going for the double. Like, yeah, think- like, like they say about City going for the treble, it's because we're still in it. They said about United going for a treble. But it gives you that focus. Europa. I think it gives you that focus. Like it's, it keeps that head of steam. I know it's very hard to do. And you see that Liverpool eventually on all four fronts did sort, when I say disintegrate, they won two trophies, but you know, they, they slowed, they started to slow down. So it can have that effect. But I think if we had the Europa League, at least there'd be something that's keeping us going, you know, even if it's resting a player, because that's the thing with the momentum. It's like, you've got to wait a week now to bounce back. And that's very hard to do. Whereas they would have a couple of days, you know, regroup and go now they've got no no one to nothing to turn to 
they can't go oh well you know look we're in the next round of the cup here you know if we need to we can afford to throw it out we've got two legs or whatever and this is what they did last year remember oh it's all right we've got a game in hand we've got a game in hand but you're forgetting who that game in hand is against and the time of the season you're playing them so when you get to it you completely crumble because you put yourself under that pressure but that could be an argument for Arsenal being top of the league. 50, 50, we've, got two, we've got two games in hand. There's no God-given right that we win them. Everyone says we are because we, we can win them. We can beat any team. That's fair enough. But it's, it's not a God... Yeah, like I said, it's not a God-given that we're actually going to beat them. I think if you are, Pep, Pep rather has the points on board because... That's that's event. That's actually what you win your titles. The points, not a game in hand here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just I, think. Go on, race, go on. No, no, no. I was excited. I just think, yeah, that's the thing. Is I think there's been an attitude of a god-given right. I think the disrespect they showed to Southampton was why they were never going to win it. You know, and it's <laughs> you can't do that. Oh, it's all about City. Well, no, there is a team fighting for their lives here. <laughs> Show them some respect. You don't just turn up. And yeah. Southampton really took them to school. So. You know, yes, they pulled it back late and showed something, but that's not good enough. Man City don't do that. I'm sorry, they don't. They might they might have lost to Southampton at home, Man City once, but then they'll go and batter the next team 6-0. You know, Arsenal have really been taught a lesson there. But it's something to improve on. That's what they need to do. Yeah, and just going back one step to obviously your point about Europa and, and you know, staying fighting on all fronts. I think City this season are the perfect example of, of why you should and, and can do that. Because, I mean, you look at it now and, and who do you think is feeling more confident? City, who are in the form of their lives, not lost the game and have just slapped Bayern Munich out of the, out of the competition. They're going to be feeling pretty good about that. Whereas imagine a City side who had, had lost to Bayern and gone out, irrespective of like whether they're focusing on the league or, or whatever you want to call it. There's cracks there and there's a bit of self-doubt. There's a, you know, a loss of momentum. So I think, the, you know, City are proving it right now. They're looking good on all fronts. You might as well just keep winning. You've got the squad to do it. So I, I don't know about buying this. I've said it before, don't get me wrong, but I'm not sure I buy into this sort of focus on this, focus on that argument. No, I don't think you should. No, I agree. So let, let's talk tactics. Let, let's do a bit of a tactical analysis. We, we touched on it a bit earlier. Where is this game going to be won and lost tactically? Reese, we'll kick things off for you this time. That's a tough one because, like I said, I don't think City need to go for this. But Arsenal can leave themselves open. I think I think Saliba not being there is a big miss. I still have question marks over Ramsdale and how he can deal with particular moments in games. I think it's... I personally think Arsenal, they shouldn't be too... I think they should just go for the draw. As ridiculous as that sounds, I think play for the draw. Just take it, part the bus, because at least then, look, if City, at least then if they do, you know, go on to win their game, City, so to speak, there's still a chance of slipping, but it's not going to be a bigger gap in the end. So just take for the draw. That They can't play set-piece Arsenal. They don't score from those. You know, I just... I'm going to touch wood to say you're right there, not having you, <laughs> not having I, that jinx. <laughs> I don't see how, yeah, I just don't see how they've got the players to really do it unless Udegaard shoots from 35 yards or Saka causes some trouble. I don't see, see That's it. what I was going to bring up because Ake is probably out and he's been 
our best left back. So that means to me, you're probably going to play Laporte there. I don't see it being Gomez. I don't think he's good enough, especially for this level. You've got Rico Lewis, who could be, but I, I wouldn't be that comfortable with him playing in this game. He's a good yeah. player, but I want I want a defender playing against Saka, not someone who can come inside and go forward with the ball. It's like I wouldn't, wouldn't really want Cancelo if he was there to play yeah. against Saka. So that's where uh, it'd be Laporte. But something I keep noticing about Laporte is sometimes he's just out of position by half a yard. And that's where Saka can jump on it. So I think that's going to be an intriguing battle. Whoever Pep plays left back, because he played Bernardo Silva left back at the Emirates, don't forget. Mm. Um, Which was unbelievable because Bernardo Silva was booked within 20, 30 minutes. And you're like, um, I think another one is the midfield. And it's probably the Xhaka versus sort of Gundogan, I believe, will be there in that sort of position. I think winning that battle will determine a lot of the game, especially for pressure on the ball. And if if one of them clearly wins it, I think that team's going to be attacking 60-70% of the game. So that's that's quite an intriguing one, I think. Obviously, people are talking about Rodri and Partey. Just because I think they'll it's whether Partey is Partey going to stick to De Bruyne and Rodri on Odegaard. Is it going to be like that? Or are they going to just try and play their own games and let them well, have a little bit of space? Well, Partey might try and see how far over the bar he can shoot it. So that uh, might be doing the, his the collective groan of nose when he shot against I don't know what so I think it's safe to say he won't be doing that again. But I get what you mean. I think that's the interesting battle. Yes, they could exploit down that flank there. Pep, I don't think Pep's going to do what Pep does and overcomplicates things. You know, I think he knows this time to not risk that. And, you know, there's no point in sticking Haaland at centre-back. You know, he, he's going to be real here. I think... He might be good there. You never know. <laughs> I, think, I think Arsenal are going to look to try and cut the attack as much as they can. That's why I think Party and Xhaka are going to be quite crucial to that. You know, kill it dead, so to speak. Um, if they want, you know, Saka might try and get Laporte or whoever plays in that position to get a, cup, a yellow, you know, put them under pressure early. I think I think their best chance is having Udegaard shoot from distance because I think he's better at doing that. I think he can drill it from quite a distance and I think that would cause Edison a problem as good as he is. Um I think Rob Holden, if he stops pulling shirts, he might be all right. Um, it's it's a real tough one, you know. It's Ben White is a consistent player anyway. It's just how, yeah. I think it's just a matter of as long as Arsenal you, don't. You know sort of said now. Ben White would go, you you'd have him centre half for that if, game. If but then we, you'd have Tommy Asu on the yeah. right. Tommy Asu, I know Tommy Asu had a terrible game against City before, but. He will give a hundred percent, Tommy Asu. So at least there's somebody there who's going to do something. I'm wouldn't be comfortable holding, even though he is a bit of a leader. Um, I just sort of yeah. Why I was sort of mentioning is like, what would you be more happy with, Grealish running at Tommy Asu rather than Ben White? Harland in the middle with Gabriel and holding, or it just sounds nice. It just sounds awful, doesn't it? It's like (laughs) it's like. It's like you looking it's over. It's not great for a defender. Like King Kong, like coming towards you, and you're just standing there. 
Like you gotta just let them destroy her. It's it's just not. It just doesn't look. Put it this way: Arsenal just can't afford to go one nil down. They can go one nil up, but one nil down is their biggest nightmare because, as we know, they don't do very well apart from on Friday coming back from one nil down. Well, and Bournemouth <laughs> at home. Yeah, I think as long as you don't concede early, I think you'll you'll be all right. You just don't want an early couple of minutes goal again, and then I think you'll. Yeah, you'll they've got to keep calm. They know the crowd are going to be loud, so calm it down. You know, take the sting out of it. Time waste. Take time with throw-ins. I don't care. Time wasting's a good thing. Do it. You know, just accept that there's going to be time added on. You know, take the sting out of it. Don't be afraid to pass back to Ramsdale. You know, he'll just pass to Haaland anyway. But, but no, but he in seriousness, just take the sting out of it. 15, 20 minutes, take the sting out of it. Let City come to you because at least then you might open them up. You yeah. know, that's the way to do it. But but I'm, like I said, because they've got themselves in this situation, you know. Yeah, I don't see that happening personally. I see Arsenal trying to dictate the ball, kind of like what they did at Emirates, where yeah, they had much more of the ball and they're the ones trying to probe and then City are trying to pick them off with De Bruyne playing a ball through, for example, things like that. It also it also goes down to like the quality that City even have to bring on if they want to. You know, they can bring on Alvarez if they really want to try something different. Like you said, you've got Gundo on there. They could take him off if they want. You know, you can bring... Is Foden fit? He can come on mm-hmm. if he really wants to. He just you know, played on the weekend. Yeah, so you've got that. You know, you've got Mares if you want to bring him on. They've got Grealash there starting. You know, we don't have that. You know, we can't come on and look to change the game. We can look to probably... Okay, we can bring on another defender and see it out. But like, Enketia isn't good enough you know he's not going to come on and win that game unless he gets a clear open chance but City's defence don't give away chances you know yeah I'm sure attacking subs would be from what I've seen is Nketiah and Nelson this I think is a <clears throat> contrast of what but Trossard though Trossard to chuck in there he's yeah, a Trossard as well I've got about him and he's, Trossard he's because Fabio Vieira I don't think is going to start after that no, performance definitely not I think I think he'll start and he'll probably cause some problems, Trossard. But again, I don't think he has that. Instead, sorry, instead of who? Yeah. So uh, I'm thinking the front four would be Jesus. That tactically changes it because you'll probably have Martinelli starting, Jesus starting. Yeah, and Saka on the right, Odegaard behind. You could probably have that as a front four. Then. You could probably put Trossard behind and then have partying Zaka maybe there or something. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it's going to work. But if not, Trossard will start on the bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Trossard will be benched 100%. He came on for Vieira. On, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, Vieira won't be starting. I think it'll be the front four of Jesus, yeah. Martinelli, Saka, Odegaard. Then you'll have Xhaka and Partey behind. That's how I kind of see it. There's two yellow cards yeah. already guaranteed there. So <laughs> so maybe Odegaard might drop deeper if if he needs to. I don't know. Um, I don't think the midfield matters, though. For me, like breaking it down tactically, I think the game will be won and lost on the wings. Like, you've got some of the most informed wingers in world football on the pitch. You know, Martinelli, sensational. Uh, Saka's been sensational. Grealish has, has found some serious form. And then <laughs> even Mares, what, out of form, just bangs a hat-trick at Wembley. Like, it, I mean... Bernardo, Bernardo Silva nutmegging Davies and <laughs> for fun. I'd prefer hat-trick, but, it, like... Oh, no, 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 yeah. At the end yeah. of the day, you know, that that's where City are at. The player out of form just comes on and scores a hat trick. Like, 
you know, and, and, and to flip that as well, not only is it is it positive in attack, but none of these wing backs are good enough, in my opinion. Like you'll probably disagree on Carl Walker, but you know, he's not, Ake, he's not gonna start. No, because it's gonna be the back four, the back four will be it'll be Stones or a Kanji at right back. The other will be centre half. Neither then it'll be that. Diaz. And then it's gonna be probably Laporte when it would have been Ake. Yeah. But to my point, none of those are natural right backs. So definitely can get exploited by by Martinelli. Your left back, whoever that is, even even Ake, I'd argue, isn't great as a wing back. He's not, yeah, but he doesn't he doesn't do the wing back, sorry, to cut you off there. He doesn't, he doesn't do the wing, wing back. back, but like he just stays left back kind of thing. Yeah. And that's where we have the extra instead of you having a wing back, we have the centre defender stones goes into the midfield. Yeah. Instead of having the wing back. So that's where we wouldn't be as, as exposed as where say like Chelsea do, if they played like four at four at the back, you've got Chilwell bombing on G- Reese James. That's where the holes would be. City don't have that yeah. in any yeah. in players. So, but I do agree with when you got Martinelli on form, Saka on form, that can cause problems to anyone's, let alone non-natural right backs and left backs. Yeah, yeah. and their pace, pace might be a problem for him. You know, Carl Walker's got pace, so but he's not playing. It looks like his his career's finished. Be, yeah, be a Kanji. A Kanji's got the Kanji's, a Kanji's got some pace. He's not as quick as Walker, but I don't think there's many in football who are. Yeah. The difference with Kanji is he's strong, and I think, yeah. I think he, I think you know he could, he might barge maybe Martinelli a bit early or something, you know, give give him a little bit of a rough ride. I think the depth is one of the. Or big while Martinelli's up in the air, yeah. if he if he can do it, he can have it back. <laughs> I just think the big problem is I think one of the main things is even just tactics, but just general strength and depth. Yeah, City can bring who they want to change that game, and it offers all the different dynamic, and we just don't have that. And that's not a criticism; that that's just that's just it. That's just what it is. But you know, you see it in every league. You know how one team is better than the other, but I just think the concern is, you know, I just think they've put them, Arsenal put themselves in this situation. They've only got themselves to blame. Well, let's well, let, let's move on to the final bit. We've got to give a score prediction each for this game. Um, I'll kick things off. I'm going to go 2 1 Man City. I think it will be a tight game. I hope it's a tight game. It will be 1 0, I reckon, with about 20 30 minutes to go. Pressure will be mounting on both sides end to end. But I think City will just find that edge. Probably a Harlem winner, let's be fair. And they will nick it and inevitably win the title. Jamie. Um, I'm a torn of it between sort of two results. I've it's sort of two one two nil for me. I think we might just sh- shut out Arsenal and they'll just they're I think they'll be slightly desperate in a way, and that's where sort of instead of making that final pass which would have been accurate, they'll overcook it. And that's where I think that's where we could get the clean sheet. But I think the two one's probably the safer bet, but I'll be a bit different and say two nil. And Harlan to get two, his fifty goals can come up, it'd be lovely. Reese, 3-0 Man City. <laughs> it's over. It's a good way to end. You're saying it for months. It's done. Done. There you have it. Man City and Arsenal fans, as always, let us know your thoughts in the comments. Give us your score predictions. If you're right, we might even give you a little shout on the next podcast. But as always, like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill. Oh.